The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great content ideas. Good morning. How the devil are you? Well, excellent. Me too. Thank you very much for asking. Welcome to a brand new week, a brand new month, and another episode of Dazed and Confused, uh, which is your three times a week video, uh, live video, trying to help you by answering your social media and video questions and talking about different bits and pieces that could maybe help you on your content creation journey. Uh, Because that's what this is all about, really, just trying to get you into that situation where you start creating content. So many people right now are procrastinating, not putting stuff out, kind of holding back on what they want to say, not putting out content, and just basically their brand and their business is not benefiting from the potential that there is right now of more people consuming your content, putting more stuff out there, more people seeing what it is that you've got to say, seeing the value that you've got to give. So that's what these broadcasts are all about, is trying to get you creating as much content as humanly possible especially through August. We've just joined started a brand new month. You should really have a plan in place for this month and then start creating content for it as well. Um, for those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Simon Scholes. I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios. We're an award-winning visual marketing agency and we help brands and businesses create content that helps them stand out on social media, be it video, animation, aerial work, visual graphics, all sorts of different types of stuff. But a couple of years ago, it became obvious to me that not every brand, not every business had this unending budget of money to spend on having content created for their social media. And as we all know, social media is about consistency. It's about patience and playing the long game, especially when you're putting out organic content, looking for organic growth. So I sat down and I came up with a process that would help smaller brands and businesses and bigger brands as well understand what they could do themselves, but most importantly, for free. It wouldn't cost them any money other than a bit of time learning how to do some of these processes. And then they could start putting out content on a regular basis themselves that wouldn't cost them anything to do it. I called it out to nine times your social media. I turned it into a former number one book, which is now available on Amazon. It's been free for the last like three months, four months, something like that. During the whole of lockdown, it's been completely free. Um, As of August the 1st, it went back onto Amazon. So if you want to get yourself a copy of it, there is a link in the section below to go download my book. It's only 99p, uh, but it takes you through the whole process that I use with my customers, my clients, basically everything from planning all the way to podcasting and everything else that sits in between as well. So if you want to go and grab yourself a copy of that, it's available in the section below and you can get hold of that book right now on Amazon as well. And it'll be soon available on my website too. Um, So that's kind of what I'm here for, is to take you through that process, to just try and help you start creating content and just see where it could lead. You just never know what might happen with that next piece of content that you put out. So many people are desperate for things to happen today. And it could take months, it could take years, but if you are consistent with your organic content and then now and again just dropping in that ask, that sell message, you could be onto a bit of a winner. Um, So as always, I'm here to answer your questions, whatever platform you're on. So if you're on Instagram, drop your questions in on there. Uh, We're live on Periscope, Twitter, YouTube, and three different places on Facebook as well. So if you want to ask me anything, stick your questions into the comment section on whatever platform you're watching on. Tell me where you are in the world. And I'll do my best to answer as many of them as I can to today. We're also going to talk about the fact that it is National White Wine Day. I looked through some of the different days that are happening today, and there's lots of different special days that are happening. 
but white wine day was one that kind of resonated with me. I don't know. Maybe it's because my consumption of alcohol has gone through the roof during lockdown. I don't know. Um, not that I'm advocating drinking alcohol, but it is National White Wine Day. So we're going to talk about that. And like I say, answer any of your questions as well. Where, whatever platform you're watching on, just chuck them in. And I'll do my best to answer. So yeah, National White Wine Day. Um, as I'm sure we are all aware, there are thousands of different types of white wine that are available. You go into a supermarket these days and they're all on the shelves. They're sat there waiting for you to buy one. Some of them are two ninety nine. Some of them are 30 40 thousand pound a bottle um not maybe in a supermarket but you know what i mean so it's trying to find that wine that kind of appeals to your taste and to your taste buds and to your palate because not every wine is going to be to everybody's palate to everybody's taste some stuff you're not going to like and it could be really expensive some stuff you could absolutely love and it could be super cheap it doesn't matter everyone's got their own tastes and this is really well tied into social media i think because everybody has their own taste everybody has their own opinion on certain things so what one person likes another person won't like and the amount of times i've come across people who have an opinion of social media and specifically say like facebook so they refuse point blank to have a facebook account because they don't like facebook but aren't actually putting themselves into the position of what their business might actually need from them it's like saying, well, I don't do sales because I don't like it, but your business still needs money to run. So why would you stop doing sales just because you don't like it? You wouldn't. So you would keep doing the sales. As much as you hate doing them, you would find a way of making it work for you so that you could do sales and make some money. And it's the same with social media. The attention is here. The attention is right now is on people's phones and then next it's on laptops and then next it's on desktops. The attention is on the internet. The attention is on social media. So if you are not on social media, you're really in trouble because your competition is. And your competition is talking to all those people who are out there on social media. And I've heard all the arguments. Oh, well, my audience isn't on Facebook. Bollocks. I'm sorry, but absolute rubbish. Three billion plus people using Facebook, and you're telling me your audience isn't on there. Absolute rubbish. Your audience might not be able to use Facebook or what have you while they're working, but they are on Facebook. They will be out there using that particular piece of software. And it all boils back down to finding out where your audience is, knowing who your avatar is, finding out where they're hanging out and then putting content out for them so that they can then have that content actually consumed by who you want it to be consumed by. So rather than just assuming your audience is on Facebook and putting stuff out on Facebook because that's the biggest social media platform, you don't assume that. You start going, right, okay, who is my audience? Where are they going to be hanging out? Who are they likely to be hanging out with? What groups, what places? Are they going to be on Facebook? Could they be on LinkedIn? Might be they be on Instagram? Maybe they're on Twitter. Maybe they're on Snapchat, TikTok, Byte. There's a lot of new platforms out there that a lot of people don't know about. Um, so, yeah, you've got to find out where your audience is and then start putting content out on that platform. But if it's on a platform you don't like, just like a glass of wine that you don't like, it doesn't mean that millions of other people don't like that glass of wine. You've got to get over your own personal beliefs and understand this is good for your business. My own personal beliefs, I hate selling with a passion. I despise it, but I am slowly but surely getting over myself and making sure that I do it because 
My business won't run without me selling what it is that we do. Just the same way as you can't talk to potentially hundreds or thousands of new potential customers if you can't get over yourself and understand that, oh, I don't like LinkedIn. Well, tough, because there's a very good chance your future customers do like LinkedIn, and that's where they're hanging out. So you're going to have to get over yourself and put content out on that platform, whether you like it or not. Now, I know that sounds quite forceful, but it has to be, because this, like I say, I can't reiterate this enough. This is where the attention is. And technology is going to keep improving. It's going to keep forwarding itself. It's going to keep advancing. New apps are going to be coming out all the time. And they are not going to give a shit about the fact that you don't like them. They are going to just keep plowing forwards and keep putting content out and keep creating new platforms and new people are going to be using those platforms. And you have to be on board sometimes and just give these things a go. I'm not going to start getting all mindset preachy and stuff like that, but you just have to get over it. You have to start putting content out. Just like wine, it might not be to your taste, but it might be to a lot of other people's tastes. And so if you were running a wine shop, you wouldn't taste a wine and go, I don't like it, and not sell it. You would taste it, saying, well, I don't like it. Let's do a bit of testing and see what other people think. And the testing's already been done for you because you don't need to test social media because there are billions of people using social media on a daily basis. And all you have to do is find out where the people you want to talk to are hanging out and then start putting content out on that platform. It's as simple as that. So hopefully you're going to kind of get over your own hatred of certain platforms and just understand that the audience could well be there for your business. So you need to find out where they're going to be hanging out and then start posting on there, whether you like it or not. Okay, good. Simon's told you. The doctor has said. I'm not a doctor, um, but you know, you, you get what I mean. Okay, we're going to skip to your questions now. Um, there are only a couple of questions have come in on the email. So if you want to send me a question at all right now on the platform that you're watching, Stick it into the comments right now, wherever you're watching, um, and then we can try and get as much out as possible. Um, Here we go. So Skinny Jean Gardner is asking a question. He is watching on Twitter. Um, So how can we make it easier to be all over socials? I want to be everywhere, but can feel overwhelming. It's kind of what my book is all about. So how to nine times your social media. It is very overwhelming trying to be on all social media platforms. And there is an element of me wanting to say, look, scheduling is not the worst thing in the world. It's not brilliant for the performance of a piece of content, but it's not the worst thing in the world. So maybe you could look at scheduling a lot of content so that you could actually then step away and watch it going out and see how it performs. The other thing that you could do is get somebody to do it for you. If you have the budget, if you have that potential, then if you've got the content already created, then you could pay for a channel management company or what have you to start putting that content out for you. And then they could actually run the channels completely. So you're creating the content, they're putting it out, and they're interacting with your audience as you or as your business. Now, knowing that you are your business, um, you would have to be sure that the person who's interacting as you and going back to people's comments can interact in the same way as you would talk about things. So you'd have to maybe sit down and do some work with the person that you'd have doing your channel management. But that is a real, for a lot of people, they don't think of it that way. They just think, well, it's social media. I have to do it myself. 
and you don't necessarily have to do everything yourself. Sometimes having the content creation done by you, perfect, and then get somebody else to put it out. Um, the other thing is just trying to create more time for yourself, which is what the process that I work with is all about, is how can you take one piece of content and make that piece of content work harder for you? How can you take that one video and turn it into many videos? How can you take that one video and turn it into a blog? How could you take a blog and turn it into a podcast? All those kind of things um, are, are in my book. So if you want to go and have a look at that, go and check it out. My book is available in the section below. Uh, click on the link. It'll take you to Amazon, and you can grab a copy of it. In fact, if you've got Kindle, is it Kindle Read or whatever it is, uh, you can read it for free. Um, and if you don't have a Kindle and the special package that goes with it, it's 99 pence. Um, but it just takes you through the whole process um, of just trying to help you save some time. Don't get me wrong, social media can be exceptionally overwhelming because there are so many platforms out there. And I still will always stick to my my rule of put 70 to 80% of, of your effort into where your audience is hanging out. Knowing the type of content you're creating, it's very difficult to muster whether your audience is going to be the kids or the adults because Skinny Jean Gardeners is all about trying to get the younger generation into gardening. It's, I think I've got that right, haven't I? Um, so you need to suss out who is it you're trying to talk to. Is it the kids so that the kids then talk to the parents and say, I want to do this? Or is it the parents so then the kids parents say to the kids, right, we're going to do this. But either way, you need to suss out who that ide ideal audience is work out where they're, they're hanging about, and then put the content out there. So you're saying you're aiming for the parents more. So there's a very good chance, number one, Facebook, obviously, but maybe even LinkedIn. A lot of those professionals on LinkedIn are parents. So you might maybe want to look at doing like a, a good hard amount of your work on Facebook, because that's where most parents are going to go in an evening once they just have a 10 minutes downtime once the kids are in bed. But then start looking, right, okay, where else are parents going to be hanging out? Okay, they're going to be hanging out on LinkedIn because a lot of those professional people will be parents. And, again, it's a global audience, so you can be talking to everybody. Um, and then you've got things like Twitter again, of course. Um, would the mums be more ideal to talk to? Would the dads be more ideal to talk to? Maybe Pinterest, maybe Instagram. But do a bit of research and make life a little bit easier for yourself. But 100%, make it easy for yourself by putting more effort into one channel. If you can put more effort into that one channel where you know you know your audience is, then you've got that potential of them exponentially, like sharing that content out with more people and getting more people to see it and then buy your services and look at what it is that you've got to offer. I kind of hope that helps. Um, it is difficult to kind of say, right, okay, you shouldn't be everywhere because you should. Um, but you need to put a majority of effort into one place and then the rest of the effort sprinkling it around in other platforms. Um, so putting the stuff out on TikTok, like I know you have been doing, on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever else they might be. Hope that helps. Okay, let's have a look um, here. Ed is asking, how important are bios, in your opinion, and what should go in them? And also, what are your thoughts on pinned tweets? Are they important? And if so, what kind of tweets should be pinned? Okay, right. Bios. They're available on obviously a lot of different platforms. On LinkedIn, for example, it's probably one of the most important things you can do when setting up your account is getting your profile set up correctly, which is why there are so many professionals out there who will help you. And what I recommend doing for most people is looking at what the professionals have done themselves 
and then bastardizing it and turning it into your own thing. That's just me. Um, the <laughs> So on LinkedIn, your bio is probably the most important thing because it's what's going to help draw people to your profile so that you could potentially get some work out of it. On Twitter, on Instagram, it's still really important because if people visit your profile and haven't really seen your content very much, they've maybe seen one piece of content, gone to your profile to see what it's all about, then it's really important just to actually explain to them who it is you are and what it is that you do. The amount of times you go to a profile and there's either nothing there or it's just, I, I get really cheesed off with this one, um, like a social media expert, um, influencer and um, investor, and then you look at how many followers they've got and they've got three. And they're following 10,000. And he's just like, really? Come on. You're either like a really new account or your content shit. Um, but yeah, bios for me, I believe are really important. It just helps people understand a little bit more about what you're doing, who you are, um, and all that kind of thing. Obviously, you're limited to characters. So for me, what I've tried to do with my Instagram and with my Twitter one is to use emojis to kind of say what else I wanted to say. So like as a speaker, I've got a microphone. That kind of thing could really help potentially people go to your profile and see what you're trying to say without you using up all your characters really, really quickly. Um, so, yeah, you've got to be very word econom economical. That's the word I'm looking for, word economical, um, when it comes to putting your bios together. And what I generally suggest to most people is put it together on Notepad or whatever you've got as a piece of software and then just see what fits, what doesn't, and what works and what doesn't. Um, and also you will find sometimes on the phone you can get more characters in than you can using the laptop version of a piece of, of software. So look around that as well. Um, maybe I'll do a live about which ones work better on phone and which ones work better on the, on the laptop. But I know for a fact, for example, that Instagram, you can get more in on your phone than you can anywhere else. And you can play with it on, on the desktop version now. So... Anyway, yeah, and the same on LinkedIn too, but you didn't hear that from me. Um, pin tweets, how important are they? Um, again, it's the same thing as the bio. If you're trying to get off over a particular type of message um, and you want your channel to be about something specific, then why would you not have a piece of content that's pinned to your top of your channel that kind of emphasizes everything that you're about? Mine, that's on my Twitter, a pinned piece of content about vanity metrics because it's a huge thing. So many people get caught up in them. Um, and for me, it's quite an important one that people don't get caught up into vanity metrics for their social media channels. So it's pinned there at the top. Um, on my Facebook groups and pages and stuff like that, I pin different things so that people get different value from different channels and they just get pinned over and over again and different things get pinned. Um, anyway, as it is, I'm going to have to disappear. A little voice has just appeared from his bedroom, um, so I'm going to have to go. But thank you very much for watching. Hopefully that's answered your questions, guys. And um, I will catch you uh, on Wednesday for another live broadcast of Dazed and Confused. But until then, as always, in the current situation, please do continue to stay safe and have a good one. And I'll see you on Wednesday. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.